I'm Tom Bradford. I'm Catherine Nash. And this is Lockdown Lovies. We met on a cruise ship. We got married. And now we're unemployed. unemployed. Like a warming cup of throat coat, we're here to support you like a stage mom mouthing the words to tomorrow in the audience of her daughter's third grade production of Annie. For more stage metaphors, artistic inspiration, and to be reassured that it's okay to not know the time of day as you eat your third bag of Cheetos, rewatch The Office, and obsess over Joe Exotic's choice of bomber jacket, this is Lockdown Lovies. Hello and welcome to this very, very special episode of Lockdown Lovies. Uh, today for a big change, uh, I'm in Britain and so is Catherine, but Catherine is doing schoolwork. So I am joined by two of my family members, my dad and my brother. Uh, as some of you know, I am a theatrical person, but I'm also very into sports, which is um, which is a rarity for some theatrical people. So if you are into theatre and into sports, we feel like this is a cool podcast just for you. But yes, the reason I'm into sport is mainly down to my family. So I thought, who else better to join me for this very special episode? Say hello. Hello, everyone. I'm Jack, the younger brother. Hi there, I'm Wayne. Daddy Wayne. (laughs) (laughs) They're both very nervous about talking into this microphone. Uh, Normally, they're very talkative. But as soon as this mic came out, I could sense the fear Jack has drank more water in the last 10 seconds than I think I've ever seen him drink before. Are you feeling hydrated? <laughs> no, nowhere near enough. <laughs> and how are you feeling, Dad? Uh, totally nervous. <laughs> Very nervous, yes. Neither of my, none of my family are performers. My mum is actually sat in the corner of the room watching. Um, she's not moving right now. Are you, are you, she's staying perfectly still so she doesn't make any sound. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so mum is in the corner of the room. You can say hello, mum, if you'd like. No, no the, fingers, the fingers flicking. Yes, right, she's busy scrolling and keeping an eye on us and making sure that we're doing our job here on the Lockdown Lovey. So this is In the Kitchen. Uh, this was the name of a podcast that we were going to create long ago. It was a bit of a joke. We were stood in the kitchen once. When was it? Probably in March? Yeah, quite a while ago, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, before we created Lockdown Lovies, and I came up, we said, why don't we make this a podcast? We could call it In the Kitchen, because that's basically where most people stand in their house to talk about sport. Uh, but then, obviously, COVID happened, and we, me and Catherine created Lockdown Lovies, so we thought, while we're here in Britain, let's do In the Kitchen. But there has been a spanner thrown in the works. <laughs> uh, we decided to do this at 9.30 tonight. All of a sudden, we were like, oh, we should do it when I'm leaving tomorrow morning. Uh, uh, so I set everything up in the kitchen, uh, but we realised very quickly that there was a massive echo. So in fact, we are in the living room, but I feel it doesn't roll as well off the tongue. No, no. Sounds I also yeah. feel like we're on the set of Gogglebox at the moment. This is very much like Gogglebox. Gogglebox is a British TV show, for anyone that doesn't know, uh, which basically uh, films families watching TV shows. Mm. Uh, so this feels like an amateur version of Gogglebox. Totally agree on that, especially with us three. Yeah, this is Gigglebox. This is the cheap, uh, unofficial version of Gogglebox. But yes, let's talk about ourselves and let's talk about sport. So I'll go first. For anyone that's listening, any new listeners, maybe some of your friends and people are listening to this episode. My name is Tom, Tom Bradford. I am an actor and I'm here today to talk about sport. Um, And uh, yes, I am a Fulham fan. For my sins, which is dad's fault. Thank you, dad, for blessing me with that gift. Uh, I'm a Fulham fan. And for American people out there, I do follow the NFL. I am a Jacksonville Jaguars fan. So if I hadn't learned about my sins of supporting Fulham, I carried on the pain and misery by supporting Jacksonville Jaguars as well. Jack, who do you support? So I actually support the better team of South West London, and that (laughs) is obviously Chelsea. Oh, yes. Um, I do have a soft spot for Fulham, obviously, um, 
family ties and all that. <laughs> um, also a big fan of the Jacksonville Jaguars as well, and obviously Minshew Mania. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously I'm a big golfer, so I enjoy watching the golf, especially at the moment with the US Open going on. Mm-hmm. Um, big follower of Justin Rose and Dustin Johnson. Oh, very good. And Dad? Yep, I'm the number one Fulham fan. Yes. Fulham for a very, very long time. Yep. And yes, it was nice to have you as a, a Fulham supporter. and wasn't allowed to have Jack as Fulham supporter, but I think he's an actual Fulham supporter. Deep, deep down. Deep down. Underneath that he blue actually comes and watches Fulham a lot more. Yeah. 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 Most of my mates think I am a Fulham fan, to right. be fair. Right. But you are in everything but title, really. Yeah. And I have obviously worn the white shirt very occasionally. Yeah. For any and you've f- worn the white shirt at Wembley. I yeah. have. That's the main yeah, thing. I have. Which is more than me. We should say that uh, Fulham got into the playoff final a couple of years ago. They also did this year and won, but... That's by the by, because no one can go, so 2020. But a couple of years ago, they did get into the playoff final, and I couldn't go because it was the day I got back on the ship um, after breaking my foot, but Jack went instead. So Jack has actually been to see Fulham play at Wembley. Yeah. And win. And win. And win, yeah. Which is a miracle. And when was the last time you got to see Fulham play at Wembley? You've been one. I before. saw Fulham at 1975 when I got to the FA Cup final and lost. So you had to wait from 1975. <laughs> 40 years. 40 years. Uh, I've been waiting 32 years, and uh, Jack got to go instead. It was a very good day as well. Well, and Dad got very drunk. So yes, it's a good, day all good day. Nice curry at 12 o'clock at night. <laughs> we long for those days when we can go back to a football ground again. Oh. But in 2020, we do what we can, and we make do with the fact that the football season has begun again. But fans can't go. No. And. Um, yeah, we're excited for when there are time when fans can go. But that is by the by because the season has begun, Thank which God. is exciting. Yes. Um, the last season only ended, what, four weeks ago? Yeah, four weeks too long. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mm. So one season ends and the next season begun, which is nice for us fans because we haven't had to wait long. But last weekend was the opening weekend of the Premier League season. Oh. Uh, and you can tell by Dad's <laughs> groan there, it wasn't the best start for Fulham, was it? No. <laughs> no, no, normal losing starts yes. for Fulham. Fulham went up, Fulham are now in the Premier League um, after being promoted, and that is a kind of poison chalice because that means you're up with the big boys. Sorry, lads, that means you've got to play us this year. Which means we do have to play Chelsea, <laughs> which is yet another probably thrashing that we're going to encounter. Um, but yeah, how did we think the opening weekend was? I mean, I was obviously happy with our result. I wasn't happy with the performance mm-hmm. because Chelsea were pretty awful. Yes. But they got the result. And obviously, they did beat my girlfriend and her family's team. So that's always a positive. And they are Brighton fans. Obviously, they're Brighton fans. And Mm -hmm. her her brother and her dad are season ticket holders. So I didn't have to, you know, withhold the ribbing by losing points or losing to them. So that was quite a nice start for me. The bragging rights are in your hands right now. Bragging rights for at least, you know, a couple of months. Mm -hmm. But obviously, for you guys, it wasn't, wasn't the best. Well, no, but I don't think it was a game we expected to win. But I did expect us to play a lot better than what we did. So it wasn't entirely... A great start to the, to the new season. And that is something about football fans, something we have to cope with, especially as Fulham fans, is sometimes you just expect to lose, but even when you lose, it's still really miserable. Terrible. It's still, you know, the world has ended. As yes. Mum could probably testify. Yeah, she's nodding right now. <laughs> yeah, she knows. Uh, and she Kath- it, really. Catherine's not with us right now, but Catherine has spoken about it on Lockdown Lovies, how miserable I am on Saturdays if Fulham lose and the you know, the curse of being in the Premier League is that I'll probably be miserable until May yes I think what made up for it was going to watch Jack's team play and actually yes. Yes. see a game where someone actually won yeah. so that sort of cheered us up for a couple of hours the, right. the mighty Mizzy the mighty Mizzy Misterton FC Jack is the well tell us tell us about your role at Misterton Football Club um, so 
obviously I used to play for Mr. Well, we used to live in Mr. So mm-hmm. it was quite nice. Obviously, I used to went back and played for them for a couple of years. Um, obviously, I've now moved into managing the reserves. Yeah, new challenge for me, and there's obviously been a bit of a bit of a nightmare injury wise, not playing, but it's it's good to get back involved with the club. Um, the busy summer, mm-hmm. director of football, scout, coach, all rolled into one. <laughs> never never spent so much time on the on the phone. Yeah, you you are having to. We were looking up uh, the other day. We were talking about how much time we look at our phones and how miserable it is when you look at how much time you spent looking at your phones. And you looked at your WhatsApp time. Yeah. And it's what was it? It was something crazy. It was. It was it, it'd gone up massively over the last couple of weeks. I've never spent so much time bringing players, trying like babysitting. I never mm-hmm. thought. When I used to run youth football, that was a nightmare. Looking after men are even harder. But <laughs> it was good to get a result. We got, we got the win, obviously. Last minute winner. You obviously saw me do my Mourinho yep. impression, pretty much yeah. running down the touchline. Running down, kicking a water bottle over. I must admit, bottle. I've never seen someone get so angry about winning a game. Yeah, it was ferocious. I've seen well, managers kick the balls and kick yeah. the buckets and all that when they're I losing. You were they like, when they're winning. So, Something ranting like it was. I thought, oh. I think I think it's because like when I did youth football, I always had dad and that helped me run the team. So it's my first team I'm in charge yeah, of. True. So mm-hmm. like you know, I didn't. It was just pressure. It was pressure was on. We got a good squad this year, and it was a team we we should be beating because um, they came up, and we got a hard game tomorrow. So we needed the points, and we absolutely dominated them. You saw us. So we hit the post like four times, mm-hmm. didn't we? And then they obviously scored, but it got disallowed. So I thought, oh, it's two points slipping away. So when we won, I was very. You were very, very happy. It was like pent-up aggression. And that is the power of football. It's uh, so passionate. I sometimes have to explain to my uh, American friends, because some people don't understand why I'm so in love with soccer. And um, because they think that there's only, you know, they, they're used to like basketball or NFL where the points are so high. Mm. But when it comes to our kind of football, uh, a 1-0 one one win to them is like, but there's only been one goal. How is that exciting? But yeah. that testifies... How passionate we are! Yeah. So when there is a goal, it's like everything. It's like how do you explain them tomorrow? If I my team draw, yeah, I'll be happy. You'll be happy with a draw because yeah. you're playing a good team. Yeah. A nil nil, a zero zero is a good result. I'll be getting drunk if that happens. <laughs> I'll be happy on a nil nil tomorrow. To be <laughs> oh honest. yeah, for Fulham, yeah, we're Fulham. We're you know we take what we can, a point to point. Um, but no, that's uh, such a big thing over in Britain too. Is amateur sport. Uh, that isn't mm. so so much of a thing in America because we've just we've kind of deduced through one of our other conversations, our non-recorded conversations <laughs> in the kitchen, um, that we think that amateur sport isn't so big in America. Obviously, you have high school, college football, college sport, anything of like that is massive. But the reason people don't pick up their pads and like play in the uh, you know in the park or pick up you know throwing football over here, we use backpacks for goalposts or whatever. Jumpers for goalposts. Jumpers for goalposts is the saying. Um, you can't really do that with like NFL or baseball no. and things. Plus, the big, the crux <laughs> of it is if you get injured in America it playing football, it's going to cost way too much money. Whereas, God bless the National Health Service over here. If you get injured, and these two either side of me have got injured many times. Yeah, so God knows how much we, me and Dad would have spent in a yeah. hospital bill. Hundreds oh, of thousands. Oh, mega amounts of money. Um, we, yeah, you couldn't play the sport, which yeah. is a great thing over here. So amateur sport is a huge, huge thing and is so important for people. But let's so talk about this. Is that one of the main reasons, though, amateur sport in America? Is it because it's too expensive? I think that's just from what we've discussed. I feel like that yeah, is yeah, it. Isn't it. That's the only reason. And I know... Because, you know, when people go to college and they play their final game of football, they'll say, this is the last game of football you'll probably ever play. They don't go to the NFL. Because, why? you oh, know, right. there's no Oops. chance. There's nothing they to do. They don't go on like what we would do. 
No, there's no, yeah. no amateur, no no team sport no. for that. No. Oh, right. You play as when you're young, and then when you get older, you're like, no. And I think it's that risk of getting injured and having a huge bill. Yeah, and like you said, you don't get as much sick and annual leave over there, yeah. do you? Yeah. So for American people listening, that is why amateur sport over here is so big. But talking about amateur sport, Dad, you played a lot of rugby, which uh, I'm sure some Americans have heard of. Um, <laughs> you played a lot of rugby before when you were younger. List some of the injuries that you had. List it right. Broke my nose eight times. Excellent. Fractured my neck. Excellent. Broke both wrists. Excellent, excellent. Broke every bone in my ribs. <laughs> I had two front teeth lodged in my kneecap mm-hmm. and pulled my ligaments in both legs. <laughs> but I still carried on playing. Still carried on playing. <laughs> and mum's here and she can, she'll probably nod. But I feel like mum, your like first dates were mum coming to watch games and then spending uh, the Saturday evening in the hospital with you, right? Yeah, she's nodding. She's nodding ferociously. Uh, so, can you imagine what that would cost in America? Yeah, hundreds fran- of thousands. Fractured neck must have cost a fortune. Do you do you have any operations? I had nose operation and then broke it six weeks later. <laughs> Obviously, uh, uh, my when wife... you broke your leg, a big operation. Oh, yeah. that, oh, didn't mention the big break. That was my football leg. related. That was, yeah, that was football, but no oh, one yeah. near me. Yeah, and <laughs> tell us about the break of the leg break. That was um, planning goal. And then twisted on an astro turf, and my studs got caught, and my bone by my knee broke first, and then my tip, tip is it? Tip? Yeah, tip and fib. Tip both and fib both broke at the same time. So very nice. And that was in Spain. Yeah, was playing in Spain. <laughs> and you got the the honour of being able to watch the operation live. They didn't I knock was, you out. Yeah, they just gave me an epidural in the back, and then I actually watched the surgeon drill away in my knee. Then I watched him hammer the rods in my leg. Fascinating. Fascinating. And how many injuries have you had from sport? Um, quite a few. Yeah. Um, well, the first one was me pushing you over in the back garden playing football and you broke your collarbone. Yeah. That, yeah. that was quite a nice welcome to uh, <laughs> that was welcome sport. to a competitive sport. Yeah. Mum, I had to run next door and get the neighbour who was a nurse to come round. And this was what, two minutes after what had happened? I just smashed her greenhouse yeah. for football. Yeah. So that was um, obviously a, a good day in the Bradford household. Um, so that was a good start. And... Oh, I've broken my foot, broken my arm, mm-hmm. broken my leg. Yeah. Um, snapped my cruise shirt a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, your knee's bad now. My this knees, is why you're now a manager and not a player. That's why I've had to retire at the ripe old age of 26. <laughs> um, yeah, and still happened. Well, introduced by yourself and Catherine to the chiropractor. Yeah. Which I've been having the last couple of uh, days, which has been good. But... Um, I do it all again. You do so it all again. It yeah, fine. it's all worth it. Yeah, I'll do it all again. It's worth it for those injuries. And you swam a lot. And even the chiropractor was saying when you were young, you swam a lot. Yeah. And um, the you've been to the chiropractor for the first time this week, and she could tell sports that you've played when you were younger just from things that your injuries you're carrying now. Yeah, all to do with my rotator cuffs because obviously um, I swam a lot of butterfly, um, and that's why she said obviously my shoulder blades are quite disjointed. Um, which is always fun, especially when you try and play golf now. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, yeah, that's why she's not surprised my knees in pieces just from twisting it left, <gasps> right and centre all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but we loved it. And that's, you know, we're, like you say, you do it all again. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that just shows how sport, how important sport has been to us as a family. Uh, and I went that whole time as a youngster, never getting injured, and then tripped on stage and broke my foot. So, you know... <laughs> <laughs> Had to join the club. Yeah, I joined the club in a very different way. Um, At but least mum didn't have to sit in A and E with you. And mum didn't have to sit in. Normally A&E. it was me or dad. Yes, no, you did have to pick me up from the airport though in a wheelchair though, so that was fun. <laughs> Mum's just nodding away for what she's been through. But you know, during 2020, 
uh, with COVID, sport came to a massive stop, um, which has been which has been hard. And um, we haven't mentioned. I think we may have mentioned Jack before in Lockdown Lovey's episodes. For anyone that's new or hasn't heard of us before, uh, in our theatrical podcast, we have talked about mental health quite a lot. And Jack, you are training to be a mental health nurse. Correct. You're yeah. in your. You're about to begin your third year. Yeah, finally. Final year. It's taken ages, but yeah. Tomorrow, uh, Monday. Monday, Monday, if I get a timetable. If you, <laughs> yeah, if you ever get a timetable. Um, but you've worked in mental health for a very long time. Six years now, yeah. yeah. Um, so I was going to ask you, what do you think, how important do you feel sport is to people's mental health in general? Very big. I mean, for me, um, it was an absolute nightmare when sport was off, just because it's my release i spend most of my time on the phone looking at the football results and things like that and also obviously playing it's just it's, it's a time when you haven't got to think about anything else that's going on um especially with work it's very busy at the moment obviously with what's going on so it's just nice to i know when i've got my football i don't have to think about anything at work and i think that's the same for a lot of people over here like you said that's why i think amateur sport is so popular i think it's a release um you know five side football is massive over here now mm-hmm. so i think it's People can work during the week and then obviously Saturday or Sunday play football or play whatever sport they want to do before they have to go back to work on the Monday. Um, like at work, we, we really, really push um, the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my mates at work, Steve, um, he's just transitioned from the role I used to do now when he's the health and wellbeing lead at the, the hospital. Um, and he's literally been given a whole remit a load of funding we've done the gym up because we just found that it was a, it was a really good release for the patients as well mm-hmm. um quite often the best if the patient was getting agitated or anxious or you know feeling quite low look do you want to go spend 10-15 minutes in the gym even if you punch a punch bag for 10-15 right. minutes um get a bit of aggression out whatever but it's a good workout as well mm-hmm. so they've really really pushing the health and well-being um and i think just people are just glad i think sport is a huge outlet i think keep people going to the gym now is i think a lot of people who couldn't go to the gym in lockdown struggled yeah absolutely um, yeah. and i think you know joe wicks and other people on youtube i think that's why they're so popular i think people just needed that release, needed that release. and mm-hmm. you know, i think people are saying that they don't go back haven't gone back to the gym because i think they found other ways of keeping fit at home less expensive less expensive yeah. and but i just think the it's so popular now and I think people's mental health is obviously it's kind of the quiet thing that goes on during COVID I don't think people take as much notice of it as they should because mm-hmm. obviously the physical health's really bad but right. um you know people were locked indoors for four months yeah yeah, yeah. if they you know they, they needed that little outlet and I think people have realized that actually fitness sport well, it's, it's really huge, important yeah. it's really important and it's some people aren't going to be um people that go to the gym or play sport amateur Ooh. sport but just um following a team uh, as passionately as we do and we follow t- we're very passionate about our teams that we support but there are people that are even more so that are season ticket holders mm. that live on the doorstep of their club um and they go home and away every weekend um and to have that go um is is a massive change for people um so yeah i'm sure you feel it's very important that like organized sport like professional sport is back too yeah yeah and it's, it's all about um socializing as well you know sport is a huge thing over here and especially when the pubs and things like that were shut and the parks you know people want to meet up people and it's a topic of conversation as well people don't talk enough mm-hmm. so let alone the main one of the main talking points that people have 
to talk about or at least break the ice with someone who might not know that well is gone wasn't it yeah, yeah. you know for me like one of the first things i say to most people of patients or however is oh, what football team do you support right because it just opens up a conversation right. or did you see the game on saturday but when that was gone it was like how do i break this ice yeah but you know it's back now and mm-hmm. i think people i don't know I think people it benefits people's mental health until the team lose. Yeah, until the team <laughs> lose. We can ch- we can absolutely testify to that. Um, and Dad, you uh, with your job, you spend a lot of time talking to older people, and you've said yourself because you know I bought you I think for your birthday or Father's Day a Fulham face mask, mm. uh, and just how much that brings people out of their shell when they see uh, the, the you know they see a Fulham badge, and they instantly can be like, oh, you support Fulham, and that's a topic. Yeah, of I think a lot more people talk to you when, about sports. I remember when funny one was when we won the playoffs against Brentford you know and I went to the shop in our local village and the bloke behind the till was a Brentford sport and because I've got the full mask, mask on. on you know he was sort of joking am I going to serve you tonight because, yeah yeah you know, it was a bit of a joke but that's the banter I think sporty people have with each other and I think like with Jack you know I think I'm old a lot older than Jack and I think but I found those couple of months of no sport on telly no sport to talk about nothing on the our phones was quite hard mm-hmm. and I think you do need that break and it's just not now I think it's wherever I think it's just a national thing with this country we do work quite very hard in this country I think that's why weekends there is so many people doing sport that's why you'll find you know any spare bit of grass bit people are playing football playing a bit of rugby playing a bit of cricket now doing the golf and everything on there last week it's like just going out with Jack last week when I was that round of golf I thought it was quite it yeah. was good, wouldn't it, for us to just get out there? We didn't even play. We, we just drove the golf luggage around. Of, yeah. The competitive of it, especially those last couple of holes when, you know, Jack was winning then we were coming back. And how competitive it got. Mm-hmm. It's just a friendly game. But it, mm-hmm. but that's the way we are you know, in this country. And I think sport is a big, big part of keeping people sane, I mm-hmm. think. I think that's yeah. why we, we should all be doing some sort of sport. And I know me and mum, you know, we want to get back to the gym now. And I think we both miss that immensely, especially mum, because she loves her swimming. And no swimming for those four months was just... Ridiculous, yeah, you know, so hard. Yeah. I mean, like you saw, like, you come and watched, um, you know, Mr. and a small little town, you know, local football team. I mean, we're the reserve side as well, so we're even lower than our first. But I mean, last Saturday, first league game of the season, but how much, how many of the villagers yeah, there were there so watching? many people there? I've never seen so many there, and I think it was because people are just starved of well, live entertainment, be that theater or sport or anything. Uh, and it was just like, oh, there's something live yeah. and something mm. real happening that I can go and be a part of. Um, and that's what I think the whole world is crying out for now. So and obviously sport is back and uh, yeah, it's great that there is mm. those outlets and hopefully it carries on, you know, mm. people doing the right thing and being safe and stuff. And, um, you know, it's great that sports opening now and hopefully theatre is going to follow suit very mm. shortly too. Um, because I think just people in general need their outlets and yeah, thank, thank the universe. Thank <laughs> God, whoever that, uh, sport is back and we're very happy about it. Um, now, as we were talking about the opening of the season, mm. um, what was been so far? There's been some signings. We're talking about transfer season in football. Uh, this is the time when p- teams are bringing in new players. Mm. Let's go back to the sport topic. Who do you feel has been the best signing so far? Um, well, as a Chelsea fan, we've had a lot of signings mm-hmm. um, come in. Um, obviously, the big glamour ones of Werner and Havertz and things like that. Um, I'm Chelsea point of view, I'm most excited about Thiago Silva, centre-half, you know, older player, exactly what we needed after last year. But to be honest, after today, 
I would say Thiago at Liverpool. Thiago at Liverpool, I yeah. I was really thinking Liverpool might not be as strong this year, but he is He's quality, yeah. He's yeah. quality. Dan, you got a I best friend? I think Chelsea's actually signing. Is that bloke Werner? We saw the other Werner, night. yeah. Werner, the German bloke. He's superb, and I think he will be. He'll take the Premier League by storm. He really mm. will. This year. He did look good. He did look good. He looks different class to anyone else in the Chelsea team. Yeah, he is quality. I'm trying to think who would be mine so far. Hmm, I, mean, I can you, say you can, Thiago from yeah. Liverpool was, is very good. Um, hey, the arrival. Uh, well, because I'm saying him because I love his hair, and my goal is to grow my hair like his. But Gareth Bale. Back yeah. in the Premier League. Somewhere. My mum is pulling the, a massive grimace in the corner. Is he actually back yet? Well, well it's, not quite it's close. Man, but... The prodigal Welsh son is back in Spurs. You'd think someone on £600,000 would be able to get a better haircut <laughs> than what he's got. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be a, the best signing, but I am I am excited to see him back in the Premier it's, League. It's good to see him playing. Well, hopefully playing. Like, Obviously, it won't be great when he comes up against probably Chelsea and probably scores two or three, but... He's wasted talent over in Real Madrid and he mm-hmm. wasn't appreciated for what he did. Um, but it just depends if he can stay fit, doesn't it? Yeah. You never know. We, we live in hope for another two weeks that Fulham might uh, sign maybe. someone. Fulham may maybe. sign maybe. someone. someone quite We've signed a couple of players, but anyone that follows Fulham um, and is, has any interest in football whatsoever will know that Fulham's defence is horrendous. Uh, <laughs> and we've yet to buy a new centre-back, which is the main defender. So we are still looking... Um, just like send your CVs our way, like we'd give them the yeah. job. Um, yeah. But yeah, we're still looking. We're very much in need of a new centre half. So hopefully things will change. Um, talking of sport, we've talked a lot about football, soccer. Um, but what other sports have caught your attention this week? We've seen the um, what's that? The US Open's on right now. Yeah. Um, what else? What else have you been catching your NFL, eye? NFL, Max back. Yeah, yeah, the NFL is back, and our team did win. Go Jags. Oh, yeah. Jaguar. There is one win. team we all agree on, and that is the Jags. Good old Minshew mania. Yeah. We why, love why the Jags. Why we picked them? I, do. I suppose it's because like Fulham, they're useless. Yeah, well, yeah, so we're just drawn the to underdogs. them. They're underdogs. Yeah. They're owned by the same person. Catherine's family live in Jacksonville. There's a lot of ties to Jacksonville, yeah. so we felt like and that was going to be our team. going to see a game. Guys, I am so jealous. Big news. Unbelievable. Big, big news. We're, me and Catherine are heading back to Florida this week. And on the 18th of October, I have tickets to go and see the Jags. Two tickets, but nobody wants to come with me. Nobody Even my wife that. doesn't want to come. Uh, I'll get a flight, mate. Yeah, get a flight over. Um, so, yeah, so I may be going to the Jags game on my own. Um, give me a shout if you're in Florida wear and you want to get a ticket. Oh, wear my Fulham shirt. I will fly the get white you, flag. Get your big foam thumb. I'll be having a foam, foam thumb. I'll be eating a hot dog, a foot long hot dog, doing all the things. I want one of those hats with the, like two cans of beer either side. Get, get, get on their nice big screen. Big, yeah, I want to be. Was it like the biggest screen in the NFL? Yeah, yeah, the Titantron. Worst I'm team. Be, worst screen. Team, biggest screen. That's what it all counts. Would it be funny if that game was actually on telly? It I hope be. it. I hope it might be. Yeah, quite hilarious. Like, there he is, waving his hands on his own, on my own, on his own. No one round him. But it is great. The token Londoner. Token Londoner on my own. <laughs> In this, and you'll be able to spot me because I think it's well, it's a completely social distanced crowd, so I will be on my own. Everyone will be in bubbles, and yeah, you'll just be on your on own. own. Yeah. Any other news? Any other sports you've been interested in this week? Um, Formula One, pretty good from yeah. a British point of view. Yeah. Hamilton still winning everything left, right, and centre. Lewis Hamilton is uh, one race away from being the great Michael Schumacher's record, right? He is. Yeah. Yeah. And um, obviously the cricket's been going on. Um, we haven't done too bad. I think we've only lost one game. We lost one game all summer, which has been good. And I mean, to be fair, like they've done so well to get it on because they obviously put both England and all the teams visiting in a bubble and the 
commentators and everyone. So fair play to them. Yeah, some of those on. people haven't seen their families for about five months. Yeah, that's what I mean. So fair just, play just to the players as well. And oh, so on. explain that because I don't, I don't, because I don't follow cricket as well as you guys do. Explain what's happened with cricket players. So basically, England um, obviously have a test and a one day and twenty twenty teams. Um, they they played the tests in one ground and the one days and the twenty twenties in another ground. Um, that's why they had two separate squads. And basically, they moved into the ground. They lived in the ground. Mm. Um, and then, obviously, they had Pakistan, West Indies, and Australia come over. And they obviously came in and lived in the ground as well. So um, you lived in the sports ground? For they lived time. in the ground for the whole series. All the commentators, all the kitchen staff, all the groundsmen, all the everyone involved lived literally in a bubble <laughs> just so they could get the sport on. That's amazing. It's well, just, so some of them were for five months. Yeah, because some of obviously the players played in all you the series. You could tell by the hairstyles because they hadn't got out and had their hair cut. They all had, hair, <laughs> like, they all had hair like you. They Excellent. all had headbands. Headbands on. The lockdown look. Yeah. Um, so fair play to them. <laughs> yeah. And that's like you said, Dad, it's they, these people, and I know people say sports stars are privileged and stuff because mm. they do earn a lot of money, yeah. but their job is to entertain people and they're doing it. Mm. They're taking time away from their families and kind of living in a cricket ground um, to make sure people can watch sport, which is amazing. And to be honest, it was quite weird watching it, wasn't it? Because, you know, a lot of Americans won't know, but if you score 100 runs, normally you have the whole of the stadium standing giving you ovation. Yeah. Well, they were standing in the middle with their, their bat up. Mm. No one no clapping. One. <laughs> yeah, only, only, only a few odd grounds people and the st- yeah. staff clapping. And it was the weirdest thing to sort of see someone achieve 100 runs He's bat up and about 20 people clapping him. Yeah. Rarely. And it does show that, like, how Rarely important um, fans are to sport in yeah. general. We're watching a lot of football yeah. now, obviously. Uh, and just empty stadiums, you know, even if it's an important game, the players celebrate, mm. but it's just not the same. Yeah. And it's that passion that you get, even like in Misterton when there's 25 people watching. Yeah. Uh, that's 25 more people than uh, Manchester City versus whoever. You exactly. know, <laughs> like, it's crazy. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed, things work out and fans get back soon hopefully um as we draw to the end as fans of the lockdown lovies know normally we do a uh, quick fire question um but what we're going to do we're going to do our predictions for the season <laughs> um so i'll ask you just tell me the first thing that comes to your head uh, i'll try and answer as well uh first is champion of the premier league jack liverpool dad Chelsea. Oh, controversial. Wow. I'll take it though. I did put money on Chelsea, but next for, season. But for this, I'm going to say Man City. Oh, split just the to pack. split it out, split the pack. I'd have said City straight away until Liverpool. Thiago could be the difference. Um, what are we going to um, Champions League places? So the top four. Uh, obviously Liverpool to win it. City second. Chelsea third. United fourth. Very good. Chelsea, Liverpool, Arsenal, Man City. <sighs> Man City fourth. Wow, mm. interesting. Very so good. Not, not United. Not United. No. See, I was like, because mm. Arsenal do look good. Yeah, and Arsenal, Arsenal has Arsenal learned very good. Yeah, and they've learned from Pep. But and United were terrible for half the season last year until they brought Fernandez. And we're putting everything on the line here because Man City and Man United haven't played yet this no. season, so we're kind of waiting yeah. to see. But I'm going to go. Um, what did I say? Man City top. Yeah. Liverpool second. I'm going to say Arsenal third, mm. Chelsea fourth. No United as well. No United. See, I don't. I hate United, but they had. They finished. The they finished so well. strongly, but they haven't bought any new players. No. So let's see. Let's see. We're probably all going to be wrong. Man, Man United I, are going to win actually, it. Actually, no one's even mentioned Tottenham. And if they brought Bale in, and yeah. 
They've got a very good squad. And yeah. Mourinho is still the best manager there is. It's true. We've been watching the um, Tottenham Hotspur against... Was it against all odds? The Tottenham Hotspur All show? or nothing. All or nothing. Like uh, and that man is box office. No matter yeah. if you like and him or hate him, he is box as office. As much as I'm a Chelsea fan, and a lot of Chelsea fans now don't like him after what happened, and he's still the best. Yeah, he's quality. Um, let's go relegation. This could be painful for us, Dan. Relegation... Heart over brain, or do we go with brains over heart? Jack, relegation. West Brom bottom. Mm-hmm. Brighton nineteenth. Your girlfriend might listen to this. I know. Um, and her dad. You yeah. might not be allowed in the house. No, probably not. Um, I just I think they might struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I don't know. He's thinking Fulham. He's thinking it. I'm thinking Fulham. Um, Fulham or I'm trying to think who else is in the league now. Fulham or. Palace. Palace, okay. Dad? Fulham bottom. <sighs> He's gone for it. West Ham, West Brom. Yeah. And West Ham. Oh, West, West Ham. I yeah, forgot West about Ham West Ham. Pans. I'd actually probably say West Ham rather than Palace, actually. Yeah, Palace rather than them. But with Uncle Roy. Uncle, Uncle Roy. Roy. You know, in my head, I probably know Fulham are going to have a really tough season, but I've got to go with my heart. So I'm going to say West Brom bottom. I'm going to say West Ham second bottom. They do look dreadful. And then I'm going to say... Burnley. Burnley? I can see Burnley getting unstuck. I, they've, yeah, I, I, lo- he's I, love so, I love it. Yeah, I've gone... I, I love the style. Uh, yeah, I've got... Yeah, he, he there. But I can just see it. I can just see it happening. I can see what happened with Bournemouth happening with Burnley this year. They've like come... I, think I it's hope not. Time. That's literally what I've modelled my wrist at. Yeah, well, yeah. You've got, you've got plenty of seasons yet. It's <laughs> fine. Um, so that's mine. But I've, yeah, probably Fulham are going to be in that three. But let's pray and hope that that isn't the case. Um, all right. Let's go quickly to other sport very quickly. Um, who's going to win the US Open that's on right now? Oh, um, that's a good shout. He's playing well. I'm going to say, oh, I don't know. It's all a bit all over the place. Bryson DeChambeau. Bryson DeChambeau. <laughs> I'm going to say, because I don't really follow golf, I'm going to say Dustin Johnson because me and my mum have been roped, and Catherine have all been roped into watching golf while these two watch it. And we've all been fascinated, especially my mum, uh, to Dustin John, his D- Johnson, Dustin Johnson's Johnson. You, you, um, be- you messed that link up. Yeah, let me do it again. Um, <laughs> we've all been fascinated by Dustin's Johnson. Uh, my mum, especially, giggling has been away fascinated. She's giggling right she's now. She's gone very red. Right she's gone no, red, red in the face. Wants to say what she thinks is going to win it. Green, <laughs> 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 yes. Who? What's his name? Branch Schnedeker. Branch Schnedeker. <laughs> as mum says. I think um, you might have missed the cut. Oh, well. <laughs> she was too, again, she was too fascinated by Dustin's Johnson. Johnson. Um, yes, he that has man. Got some Johnson, yeah, though, he's got a very yeah. big uh, wood. It's unfair. Um, it's unfair. He's got an extra club in his yeah, pocket. Yeah, definitely has. Terrible, yeah. Um, I'm, you know, he's wearing his tight Lulu ABC trousers and leaves nothing to the imagination. Um, and so I that, think the camera woman loves it. Uh, yeah, or cameraman, man, whoever it is. Me. The camera person. Is it thrilled by it? Yeah. Um, the commentators were shot last night when he bent down. Yeah, it's, they sort it's of a lot. <laughs> yeah, me, Catherine, and my mum don't watch golf, but we've all been quite fascinated. I pretty much showed it to you on. Yeah, that. So we're, we're watching that. it because uh, it's mum. worth seeing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so that was our bets for that. And finally, we've mentioned the Jags. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? Um, I'd love to say the Jags. Yeah. Next year. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go the Chiefs again. The Chiefs again. Yeah, I'm going to go to Chiefs. They looked good last the other night. Yeah, okay. Mahomes is quality. I'm going to stick my neck out and say Tennessee Titans. Oh, big call. Tennessee Titans. <laughs> 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 
that's who Jackson got this week, so we'll soon find yeah, we'll out. We'll soon find out. <laughs> but the only reason they stuck in my head is because they seem to improve a lot like, on what they've been like. Last season, they had a big improvement. They play very well, and they won't, they, they won't be far away. And they're a vegan team. They're like the Forest Green Rovers of the NFL. Yeah, yeah, so it'd be interesting to see yeah, how they get on. Hector Bellerin bought into Forest Green Rovers. Yeah. Perfect. Vegans taking over. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there are they are our um, predictions for the season. We can come back at the end of the season and see how we got on. <laughs> terrible. This is probably going to be quite terrible. Um, we should have put some money on these things and see how we got well, on. I'll mm. chat with the one name. Yeah, don't yeah. take these tips if you're thinking of gambling. Don't uh, take these tips. No. And of course, gamble aware, which probably <laughs> means don't follow these tips. Um, but yes, thank you both for being on this episode. Thank you very much. Did Thanks you enjoy awesome. it? Oh, very much, mate. You made good. it through. Yeah, yeah, we did. Mum, did you enjoy it in the corner? <laughs> <laughs> just waving. She's just waving. You- oh, guys, you've listened to this show many times. And Jack, you had to remind me, even. We have to talk about our snacks and... You guys are going to have to join in. Tipple of the that was very good. I did not, we did not plan that. And these guys just joined in. That was excellent. Um, so let's talk about snacks. Dad, what have you been oh, eating this week? Oh, mum's um, rhubarb and apple crumble. Rhubarb and apple With crumble. Custard. With custard. Lush, yeah, it was better. See, we've got very musical. We've got we're, yeah, yeah. very locked down lovies now. We've got very musical. Don't yes, that the, um, the rhubarb crumble was excellent. Oh. Thank you, mum was very good. I don't even like rhubarb, but it was good. Yeah, Jack. Oh, it was Catherine's first time at Tasting Crumble. And she's coming to the room now. Catherine, did you like the apple and rhubarb crumble? Oh, Catherine. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I feel about these men taking over my podcast, <laughs> but I think they're doing an okay job. They, they did very good on the tip of the week. You heard it then. It was very yeah, good. Yeah, that was very musical. Better harmonies than you two. Yeah, yeah. I know it was. Um, <laughs> Jack. I'm um, impressed you knew what harmonies meant. That's very good. Well, I know. And going by the wedding, I don't know really <laughs> yeah. what it is, but, you know. <laughs> so what was your oh, snack of the Joe. week? Um, snack of the week. Um, well, I've been munching my way through the ice cubes that you and Catherine brought over. Yeah, that's I, the I, chewing gum. We don't just bring over ice cubes no. to chat as a gift. Yeah. Um, and also, I had my very first s'more. You did? Yes, I didn't have them when you did them last time. And how? what did you think? Very good. Yes. Very, very Big fan good. of s'mores? Big, big fan. And they were kind of an English-American amalgamation because it was graham crackers from America. They were they were massive, massive marshmallows that were English, but they were advertised as American. But I think they were just British, and they were like, let's blow them up to ten times the normal size. I think that's pretty much what we think. If it's American, it's got to be big. It's got to be big, yeah. Uh, And it was dairy milk chocolate, so it was a bit of a English American. But you enjoyed it. Very good. I'm still eating the dairy milk that's left over now. So. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, what's been my snack of the week? Guys, I've gone nuts since we came back to Britain um, <laughs> because there's been lots of, you know, new things coming out in England. Lots of chocolate and I, the chocolate over here is better. Um, so I've bought uh, dairy milk buttons that are orange flavoured. Oh, I did have some of them. Those Malteser buttons with <laughs> mint. Um, yeah, I've, I've got a problem and it's a sugary dairy milk shaped uh, problem. I've- She'll kill me if I don't mention it. I think we need to give a shout out to Katie. Katie's brownies. brownies. Katie's brownies were exceptional. Oh, they were gorgeous, they? Yeah, very oh, good. Nice. Um, yeah, we've eaten very well on our vacation. And it's I think been... Catherine enjoyed those Rolos because she never had a roller. Has she? Oh, Catherine got to try Rolos for the first time. Um, after, after nicking my Kit Kat. But oh, she, yeah. <laughs> she stole, uh, she helped herself to some of Dad's Kit Kats, which are what he takes to work with him as his like, little work treat. And Catherine ate them all. Um, so <laughs> that went down well. Yeah, diet, um, diet, but, diet starts Monday. Diet starts Monday. Um, and now let's talk about, as we've, we've sung it already, the tipple of the week. Um, Jack, what's been your tipple of the week? 
I'm really boring when it comes to drinks, mm-hmm. and I just drink beer most of the time. Right. But obviously, when we were away, I did have a few gins, which gins. was quite nice. Yeah, you yeah. were making like concoctions with like um, that rhubarb, no, the rose gin. Oh yeah, the rose gin and the rose lemonade, and I also did whip up a batch of my special mojitos. You I? did. The mojitos were very, very good. Actually, yes, I had the John Mahitas in when we was in the hot tub. Yeah, they're good. They were very nice. I'm we saying, sound very bougie, that, right? No, no, actually, they I were know. very nice, and I wasn't thinking that because I was just thinking about me and my boring old Budweiser, yeah, all my mates which I'm like. not allowed to have after tomorrow. Right, Dad, yeah. well, we should explain that uh, Dad has had a bit of a dicky tummy, so we uh, a little bit. Um, so we, um, we rusty rain. We paid for a yeah rusty. Oh dear, medical. That's the medical. Lowering the tummy. That's the medical term. Um, we. Uh, did, we did a uh, allergy test for you, yep. and you've had the news back that, yeah. along with wheat, which we kind of guessed would be one, he's also allergic to hops, ale, and lager. And you don't really drink anything now. The only thing you do drink is it's beer. Lager. And uh, he's had the news today that he probably shouldn't drink it anymore. Nope. So that's that's it now. So it? I hope you enjoyed your tipple of the week. That was. <laughs> I, can't, I can't imagine what my reaction would have been if I'd have had that news. No. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, really? That would have been, That'd have been the end. Lot. Um, for me, my tipple of the week uh, has been the Robert Modalvi wine, like a Woodbridge. It was like a special edition one that I bought Catherine for um, her birthday. Uh, she drank 95% of the bottle, would you say? Yeah. 96%. Yeah. The 4% that she left me was glorious. Um, <laughs> so, along with obviously the mojitos and everything else we've been drinking. Um, we did drink a lot. We drank a lot. Way. Basically, we've had tipples and many tipples of this week. Um, but you yeah, could tell by the recycle bins what mum kept Mum's favourite photographs of every day. That yeah, the recycle people when they must have turned up at that house last week, must have thought they must have been all right, load of drunks. Yeah, yeah mountains. Seen, I've never seen so many recycled mountains bottles. And I think there must have been loads of bottles of red wine. Who was drinking red wine, by the way? Oh, um, that was I would say it was Catherine. Yeah, it was Catherine. Catherine, Catherine guys, Catherine has become a red wine connoisseur mm. in her own head. Um, <laughs> even actually, even a red wine in beef today. Yes, Catherine. She wanted to eat and drink her beef at the same time. Yeah, Catherine's <laughs> tipple of the week was red wine, and then she her snack of the week was also red wine. <laughs> we will be back with um, lockdown lovies. Um, we are taking a little bit of a break because we're trying to get back into work and we've been travelling a lot um, but we're probably going to take a break from coming at you every week um, so just stay tuned and uh, hopefully there'll be more episodes on the horizon but lots of love to you all and uh, ta-ta for now This episode of Lockdown Lovies was produced by Bradford and Nash Bradford. Recorded at the prestigious McCarthy Closet Studios. And sponsored by Unemployment. Application pending. Follow us at Lockdown Lovies.